guys, welcome back to our channel. Uh, I'm Zanele. I'm Sam. And this is the Apatas. Uh, welcome back to today's episode. Promise to be um, informative and insightful. So I hope you enjoy the time with us today and hope you all are doing good. Um, please just continue to share um, the videos that you're finding helpful might help other people as well so and also just remember to subscribe and yeah comment yes thank you so anyway um the today's topic like it has been like in our conversations for a while um because it's been a i'd say a big issue i think in in our churches um or well, that i've noticed or that we've noticed in our churches which is just how things around business are not talked about or they're not part of any programs or or part of any conversations for most churches i i, I know of one or few that do you know that do actually have programs in place to help the members of the church uh, to have conversations around business because we still have to do business mm. as Christians. Yeah. So part of the reasons why we're doing this is because of um, the Pandora paper, you know, that's, it's in, that's in the news recently. And uh, also as uh, Christians- explain what Pandora papers are to uh, Please. Please Google it or find out on um, YouTube. You would know. We don't want to go into the technical yeah, like details. Yeah, give like a basic so that someone can like, oh, if you're connecting the conversation to that, mm. you know, what is actually that thing. Okay. All right. Just on a, you know. Okay. Okay. So the Pandora Papers are um, wealthy individuals high net worth um, individuals that are quote-unquote hiding their wealth. Hmm? They are investigated first. Mm, not they, yeah. okay, not they are investigated, but there's a group of professionals that run um, some sort of investigation in general. Investigating journalists. Yes, in, journalist. yes, in, in, in the global space, not just you know specific countries, and that includes different professionals like your lawyers, your CAs, your I mean your accountants, and so forth and so on. And then they produce this Pandora paper. Yeah. Okay. So um, the contents of Pandora papers is that high um, net worth individuals would um, have offshore accounts in what is termed in areas that are termed um, tax havens. And um, yes, tax um, uh, havens. Those, doing that or moving your wealth you know, into those areas, you know, is not necessarily um, illegal. However, you know, there are some people, for, for specifically for these Pandora Papers, 
there are specific set of peoples, people rather, that we um, as Christians or believers don't expect, you know, to be found in, 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 in the list and um, they are there. And that is one of the reasons, you know, for this conversation to say if Christian leaders are um, storing their wealth in tax havens, then... Or investing. Uh, I think, or I just think it's, it's a matter of them saving it, right? So they are saving their wealth so that they don't have to pay taxes in a sense that they're not declaring it in their own countries which they, I mean the reason that they're in the Pandora box the Pandora papers is because they haven't declared those kind of things or they haven't they are secretly doing it without people's knowledge and they are also not um, what you call it not necessarily tying it back to them so like if I'm storing my wealth in wherever country, tax haven, and I don't write, and I don't say it's Anela Apatis, okay? And then I don't say also that I actually have wealth stored up in such a country. That's where the problem is at, okay? Um, so the conversation is just about the, the leaders in the churches that also have been found part of those people um, who have all these monies in other countries and whatnot, and you know? And obviously, to me, it means that they are, I'd say, business-minded because they want to find ways that they can grow their preserve. wealth, preserve their wealth, at the same time grow their wealth because most of them even have businesses. So it's, it's, it's business-minded church pastors that are, um, you know, which obviously there's nothing wrong. There's absolutely nothing wrong when pastors are doing... Uh, business. Yes. There's nothing wrong. But today's conversation is specifically around why the churches don't teach their yeah, members. Why they don't impart or impact, no, impart knowledge to their members around running of businesses and how to where to invest or how to invest. Um, because it has to also be the interest of the church leader to see the the congregation and the members also grow outside of growing sure. spiritually as well. So we we all know that you know money is what we need to you know for our day to day um, needs and also to to grow wealth to be able to buy a house mm -hmm. wherever you want to buy a house and own whatever that you want to own. You have to know that you have to. I'd say business my in business related how to go about doing that and why are most of the partner pastors not imparting that knowledge to the church members yes um, because what we've seen is that um, pastors and church leaders um, are getting richer and um, it's evident that some or most church members, please, with what we have seen and experienced, are uh, um, probably barely making it economically or financially, mm -hmm. or some are even getting poorer. And it's because um, church leaders or these church leaders, they know about um, how to do business to and how to make money mm -hmm. and how to turn their... Um, 
100 rand you know, to 100,000. Exa exactly. Mm. Without then sharing such message with church members. Because what we see preached from the pulpit a lot is about um, tithes and offering and uh, first fruits and all these biblical financial practices, which they are okay. We don't have anything against such. Nevertheless, um, we now know that those are not the things that necessarily result to being financially um, stable mm -hmm. or even wealthy. Mm -hmm. And um, again, the church leaders that are, um, uh, some of these church leaders that know about this, we believe and to some extent know that they are not sharing the economic relevant information oh, with their members to be able to then mm. participate as such as they are in order for them to also be able to and I think um, there's also financially okay there's also the secretiveness sometimes I see with some pastors about how they make money so now obviously we're talking about people who are making money the right way yeah, you know through business or through whatever it is okay so why the secretiveness around the fact that yes i'm a pastor but i'm also running five businesses mm. because that alone as a member of the church if i know that my pastor is doing that it will also like encourage me to do the same exactly and to um you know because we know most people think about you know making money just through a job okay but nowadays we know that you can have a job and you can have about five or six hustles on the side yeah. and actually make money i think the 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 problem is not educating members mm. you know we know what the word of god says that you know our people shall perish for lack of knowledge and lack of knowledge is what's keeping a lot of people like you know under siege if i should use the word because they don't know you know and they don't have the information that yes it's possible to run five businesses at the same time i mean thank god now we are in a technology world mm. you can have an online shop you don't have to have a physical shop you can have literally have so many things running at the same time mm. those are the things that build up at the later stage exactly to build that wealth exactly but people do people do church members actually know that no many don't and as uh, we see what we um, again have, have seen and experienced and i'm saying that because uh, a quick uh, a quick uh, disclosure that you know i am also a church leader you know in my own respect and um I just needed to mention that, you know, so that some of the things that I'm also going to be sharing, you're going to understand from that angle. Mm -hmm. um, so we, we, we've seen that uh, church members are not doing very well. And, and they, you know, like you said, there is a lot of um, secrecy, you know, when it comes to uh, church leaders not disclosing how they are making their money and, and the members not knowing. And also people outside of um, the Christendom make a lot of assumptions, you know, mm, uh, about exactly about how church leaders are making their money. And um, 
most believe that it's just with tithes and with, with offering. Mm -hmm. And that is not the case. Yeah. But because there is no balance, you know, between, um, there is no balance on, on, or about what church leaders preach on the pulpit and what on and how they actually live their life and how they make their money financially. Mm. I think it's just it, it requires openness and and vulnerability as 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 church as a church. There's nothing wrong with a leader being honest. I mean, being honest about you know how they make money. It, it honestly it will help a lot of people. Most of the times, you know, church members get help through, you know, different organizations, maybe the, you know, free, I mean, the foundations that run programs and stuff like that, which is something that has to be in the foundation of the church. Outside of teaching people about God and Jesus, they should teach people how to run businesses. You know, in our previous church, you know, the great um, thing that I remember was a program that was done for the members of the church as well as the members of the community around where the church was based, yeah. which was so such a great thing because it even had so many great testimonies from people who lent skills. So it was just a, a situation where people came and taught different skills to unemployed um, youth, youth around the community. And people after that started their own little business where they were making doing nails or doing hair or whatever it might be mm. but the point is that the church gave that platform so they allowed people to come in and equip themselves and to learn how to do business because we are no longer in the time of waiting on like government or anyone to come and give us jobs mm. you know because if you do that you're gonna wait for a very long time we have to make means with what we have um thank god again we're in a technology world we are learning things on the internet we are putting ourselves out there and um, obviously using the internet the right way mm. and that's the what also is uh, the onus is also on the members of the church to um you know use the internet with you know use the internet the right way putting in uh, getting to know about things um learning skills because that that skills program was great for people who didn't have access to the internet. You know, it's great for that. People who don't have access to the YouTubes to be able to Google and like how to do this, how to do that. Mm. This is something that has to be standard in, in, in churches, I believe. Yeah, Programs that, like this have to be a thing. Yeah, that that's actually um, where I was going to pick it from to say... Uh, as much as we gather people to pray and to fast and do all the um, quote-unquote religious uh, activities in church, uh, skills, empowerment, uh, leadership programs, mm -hmm. entrepreneurship programs, they have to be um, integ integral parts of church activities. Mm -hmm. You know, they can't be once-off uh, yeah. program that is seasonal, no, it, even if it has to be uh, a Sunday-Sunday thing whereby after the main service, you know, then um, the, the, the skills, environment or leadership or whatever you call it, but um, programs that are um, adding value to and people the, in order for them to be able to 
be economically um, viable. And the beautiful thing is that in church there is a diverse group of people, so they're diverse professionals, mm -hmm. and many don't mind to Doing do these things, things for free. Yeah. You understand? All you need to do is provide a venue and someone does something. So like, let's say uh, once a month there's a program. This month there is someone who will come to speak to people about or maybe ha doing hair, for example. You know, and people who are interested in that come and learn. Mm -hmm. You understand? It, it, it's not expensive. You Thank know, you. you are putting back into the community. You are building the people that God loves so much. Mm -hmm. You are improving their lives. Even if you, people tend to think that, you know, um, maybe improving someone's life is just giving them money or whatever. It's usually these little things yeah. that you do on a, you know, for people that moves them to another level from where they were and, and you know, and, and actually uh, uh, changes the trajectory of their life and as well as their family's life. Yeah. And I wanted to say also with the community that the church was at, it's, it's like Alex, you know, and I remember watching this program where the, the, the presenter was saying that people who come from from Alex, under those, um, you know, poverty um, communities, they tend to, even children that are born into that, they follow how their parents lived. It's like difficult for them to climb out because so why? Their parents don't know any better. You understand? So now when, when they, these people go to a place where they worship and they learn these things and they're like, oh, actually, there's this and this and that outside there. Let me try it. I think it's the right thing to do. It's absolutely the right thing to do. And um, the good thing about um, churches making uh, these programs that I mentioned earlier, skills development, entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship and all of that, the good thing about it is that um, church members will then go out and put these things to practice make money mm. and it will be easier for them to even be able to pay your tithes and your offerings you know and um, as a matter of fact teachings around um, paying tithes and offering would not necessarily be something that a pastor a church leader would have to hammer and you know be sweating over. Be. In the <laughs> first know, place, they shouldn't be coming and puffing yeah, over but, such but, conversations. But because, you know, um, it, uh, it, that's what we've seen, one. And um, because the, the, the pastor itself, or himself or herself, um, so what I've seen is that. Um, some pastors, not a lot, not all of them, but many, they've never worked in their lives. Okay? They've never worked. They've never run a business, you know. So, uh, they don't know how to engage economically to be able to generate revenue. So, um, all they know is to emphasize on tithes and offering and profit uh, seed and first fruit and all these things in order to convince uh, members to, 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 bring, to bring their money. If the pastors or church leaders 
know how to do these things, meaning engage economically, work, do business and all of that. And if they, even if they don't know, like you mentioned, there are church members that are professionals that can impart these skills on other church members. That would then help the members to be able to know how to make money and even the pastor, you know, to know how to, um, you know, do something economically to be able to generate revenue, then that will shift the focus from putting pressure on church members on how they must pay their offering and their tithe. So there's a lot of angles that we can look at this from, but the point, you know, that we're trying to make is that um, churches must take advantage of the resources that are available to them. Number one, the space, you know, church, uh, churches, they already have the space, chairs, microphone, and all these things that are um, needed to, to organize a seminar, or a conference, and um, also the human resources that is required, you know. So put all these things together and teach church members how to work, not just how to pray, how to work, how to, how to, how how to, to make money, how to invest the money, how to um, manage it, how to manage their money. You know, um, I mean, you mentioned earlier about uh, we are in the technology space or uh, world. Um, there are a lot of legal way of making money online. Yes. For example, yep. cryptocurrency. You know, at least um, 10 years ago, people could argue that uh, it's, it's, it's a scam, it's a fraud, it's a whatever. But now we know that these are um, technologies that people engage with daily and they make money on them. There you are know, so many churches things actually. Mm. should teach their members how to trade cryptocurrencies. Other options are stocks. You know, for example, in South Africa, there is um, easy equity, you know, because in the old days, in the olden days rather, you know, you can only um, trade, um, you know, stocks without the uh, ETFs and all of that. But, you know, there are digital platform platforms that are making it easier for people to participate in the financial markets. Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, churches should teach their members to be able to sell things on Facebook Marketplace, mm. on how to create content online, you know. Um, so, and the least, you know, these are basics, you know, that church, churches should teach their members um, to participate in. I mean, the list is endless, but um, I just wanted to mention those few. Definitely. Um, they are even, um, what I've seen also online is like different um, companies that do like surveys and, and stuff like that for people to, to make money when they participate in surveys and they pay them, you know. So in a nutshell, we're just saying that it should be part of the agenda in churches to empower their people. It's so important because 
in my own view, currently, it looks as if, you know, which what we see most of the times with our government trying to keep people below them, so not investing in things that are going to empower them and give them knowledge. Because you know what comes with knowledge, you know, eyes are opened, you know, people are getting to see things differently. So when you keep people underneath, you know, you have control over them and you dangle a few things in, in there in their t-shirts or packet of milli meal and someone who's hungry, you know, they will take it and they will do what you ask them to do, mm. you know. So, but when, when we know about, we, we know about Jesus Christ and his character, you know, and we know about, you know, as Christians is that we, we grow all the time and we should grow because that's just the nature. The, I think that's how the, the DNA and how God created human beings is for us to grow mm. because we are one today, tomorrow we are seven, we grow. Mm. Right, and we grow spiritually, we grow uh, mentally, we grow physically, we grow in so many ways. Mm. And uh, uh, another part is growing uh, financially. Growing financially is also very important because we know with money you tend to be able to do quite a few things yeah. with having money. So we we have to teach people. We have to invest in 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 giving this knowledge to people. You know, it's the right thing to do. And I believe Jesus will be happy with us if we, as churches, we start practicing that. Where we just inform our members how to run businesses. In fact, it, it, there's not a lot that needs to be done. I mean, you create a page, you tell your members that, you know, there's a, maybe a table. And the service come and collect, you know, this information if you want to know, you know. That's how it's going to build people. Let's just talk about the secretive living and secretive how we do business. And sometimes, um, you know, even when, even what I've noticed was when church members or other church members are doing certain things outside, you'll find that church members won't even share anything or share oh, what you are doing. Yeah. I, I don't even understand um, where that comes from because at the end of the day, as Christians, we are a fellowship we are like brothers and sisters without even saying it and that requires us to be you know caring for one another helping one another you know we've had few times where we'd share things especially like from our previous you know um churches they won't share let alone they won't even show up but mm -hmm. it's people that you know mm -hmm. that i'd say even you're closer with in church mm -hmm. No follow-up, how was, you know? So all those things need to die down. Like, guys, we need to stand in this thing together so that we don't, um, what do you call it? We don't just sponsor other people and, you know, some some pastors and, you know, stuff like that. Because I was even thinking that with knowledge comes, you know, obviously wisdom. Mm. And, you know, all those things in, in a discernment to be able to see when someone is messing with you, you know? And you're like, no, you're not trying me, you know? But because people don't know, they think it's okay. They think, yeah, yes, it's true. This person was sent indeed by, <laughs> by God to come and say, you know, this to me, you know? Mm. No, so, thank yeah. you. Thank you, babes. So as you guys would have um, seen or heard, for those that are listening on, pod on the podcast, um, there are different things that we've touched on mm. and kind of um, addressing the two ends of the spectrum, meaning 
um, the responsibility of the church leaders and also the responsibility the of, the, uh, of the members. And um, I just also want to say that, um, you know, the days of just having one source of income is over. Mm -hmm. You know, in Genesis chapter 2, verse 10, God created four streams, and the purpose of the streams um, were to, you know, supply water to, to, to the garden. And what that means is that um, in our lives also, and as believers specifically, we must have minimum four streams of income. And that's how you are also able to live above inflation, you know, because the truth is one source of income does not cut it anymore, you know. And uh, if you don't want to stay poor or become poorer, because that, that's what inflation does, um, you have to um, get engaged in multiple um, activi activities, business activities that are then bringing money in. You know, if you are present in one physically, make sure that there are three other ones that um, you don't have to be there physically and that are bringing in. And you do um, it well. Some I want to say, yeah. do it with excellence as well. You know, oh, yeah. because that's another challenge with people would have all these businesses and they have such terrible attitudes and then they would be praying that you know god to bless their business and so mm -hmm. forth and so on well for me i know that if i don't get a good service i'm not coming back you know whether <coughs> christian or non-christian yeah. if i don't get a good service i'm not coming back it's important that you equip yourselves even when you get those dreams of income mm. with skills on how to deal with people yeah. okay how to deal with people and how to you know look after your customers so that mm. they continue supporting you yeah and uh, when we do that that's how um, people outside the Christendom are going to take us um, seriously you know because we've seen a lot of that you know where you talk about uh, being a Christian or you talk about uh, Christianity or Jesus and people just switch off you know and it's because they think that we're just a bunch of, um, you know, um, noisemakers or time wasters. So yeah, um, guys, what we're saying basically is that um, church leaders should take responsibilities and so are the members also. And. Uh, the idea that we are giving God money and people must bring their money to give to God and all of that, um, it's a fallacy, you know, um, and I'm not against people paying tithes and offerings and all of that, but the truth of the matter is no one is giving God money. What we're doing is that we are giving to the work of God. And the kingdom of God and the interests of God and what is the interest of God in the context of um, the kingdom and doing his work is that absolutely is to see people improve is to see people um, get closer to him get closer to him and, and bring more exactly and get to know him more and have a relationship with him 
and um, again improve in life and advance and all of that and be um, a representative of his kingdom in um, in every ramification spiritually socially mentally and economically mm -hmm. you know so when people uh, bring their money to church you know it is the responsibility of the church administration to then use the money for the development of the people so um, we believe that we've been able to share our view in this um, respect and hopefully um, you know we'll take collective responsibility and uh, please uh, leave your comments in the section below um, if you are share the video if you have not subscribed please do subscribe thank you thank you um thank you babes. so with that being said thank you we'll see you again in our next episode please don't forget to share subscribe and like the videos thank you god bless Bye. you bye